And we want to see if we can take a look at a few pieces here from the Gabar and Sefer Yisraeli Atera on Parshas uh, Yisraeli. I mean, Yisraeli is Moldavi Godesh Yisraeli Atera. It's hard not to find Yisraeli Atera <laughs> in Parshas Yisraeli. Um, so I, 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 it's hard to pick out. He has, I think, about over 50, 60 pages of Parshas Yisraeli. Um, um, so I have two pieces that I'd like to look at, really different points. Um, so let's start with page three of the packet. Page 428, page 437, page Kufman Bays. Mm-hmm. And if you're not confused by the, num- the, the numeration, oh, okay. that's. Uh, I can- I can't, you know, it's like quantum, quantum <laughs> ma- mathematics, you know. <laughs> it's like three different, you know. So this is a this is a piece from the Drosses around, and he says something, which at first glance is counterintuitive. At second glance, his point is that you, what you think intuitive is unintuitive. Okay. Ve'elashayim mitzvahs ain't tava hasechol nesanas. Right. So the first two mitzvahs. Which means that there's a yichud of a chodesh and you're not allowed to serve anything else, and lo yilucho, which is the loisase of that, are not logical. Now, Rama says those are logical, right? Rama points out that the question which we grapple with is like the the mitzvahs which are given in the Sarsadibris, Okay, man. Okay. Man is living for over 2,000 years on the face of the earth, and now God is coming to reveal himself and speaking directly to man. So, what would we assume he's going to teach us at that moment? Like, what messages would he come to tell us? We, we already were given the mitzvah, Adam Rishon was given a mitzvah of Yisra Vatsicha, Yisra Geneva, Yisra Ish. These were given already. These are things which we understand, Seichel to some extent. The world's not going to function with Ritzicha, the world's not going to function with your neighbor, the world's not going to function with people and other people's wives. Right? False aiders. Even Shavuah Shekhar, that, that, you know, we, there was a concept of Shavuah existed already, we have a Ravino swearing, Tavi Melech, you know, we have the idea of Shavuah existed already. Obviously the purpose of Shavuah is because people took it seriously, they didn't lie. So, you know, the guy comes and says, you should know, about Tayyibichirish, don't kill. Like we knew that already. So, so what's happening over here that the mitzvahs which are given for the most part seem to be things which we can figure out ourselves. So if the purposes of of, of the of the revelation is to reveal Torah, it seems to be like it was an unused opportunity. Right? If that's the purpose. If there's a different purpose. So then maybe it was used correctly. So the question is, so what is the purpose? So from that angle, if I tell you that Anarchy is a logical mitzvah, and Loyilacha is a logical mitzvah, and Loisisa is a logical mitzvah, and Kabbalah is a logical mitzvah, and Loisirtzach, and Loisinov, and Loisignov, and Loisinov, and Joker. So the whole two which are not so obvious as Shabbos, which is that it should be a day that we should be made the rest of the of the world, which assuming that we were believers, they weren't becoming believers at that moment. They were believers in the day of the rest of the of the world. That wasn't the purpose. Right to make them believers that they were one. Does God exist? Does not exist? Where we were created, not created. They knew that already. That wasn't the issue. That there should be a day to commemorate that also is logical. Okay, maybe you know it's the chiddush and l'sachmoid, right? So one out of ten ain't bad, right? Um, no, but let's not tell you are not logical. Is it logical that we cannot serve anything else? So, well, it depends how you define Mo'yilacha. What else are we thinking deserve? So the Ron says a fascinating idea. By a person looking into this with Iyun, we could come up with the exact opposites. Vahu. We could have said, Right? 
Tomolov, Bamruman, and Kisis Karenu. That the Rana Shalom should be interested in a man is illogical. Like, it's like, I don't walk around taking interest into microorganisms. There's, and the ant. And the ant, the ant right? It's just not, I'm my radar screen. So the Rosh Hashanah is interested in man is illogical. That he should be so interested that he should give us commands of what to do, what to do, not to do. He should care whether they do them or not do them. We should talk to him. The whole thing is illogical. Right? So our Seichel would not have told us that, the, that you can't have these other intermediaries, etc. The logic is that we should not, the logic would have been in our minds, we should not talk to God directly. You don't go straight to the king. I, I want to come. I'm here to see the king. I said, "Excuse me, sir. There's an order of, of operations over here, right? You speak to the the guy by the gate, and if he's, you know, he thinks there's something of value, well, he'll take you up to the next level, and then we'll see. You know, maybe one day you'll get an audience with the king after like five years, you know. And we go straight to the king three times a day, and, and as many as you want. And you can talk to him any time of the day. You're just like lying in bed. God, please make sure I wake up on time tomorrow morning. Like you know, like." Like he really cares when I wake up at the time tomorrow. You know, it, 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 the point is a fascinating point. So the, the philosophers built on that, the Taka, it's, it's, it's true. The Russian was not interested in man. And therefore, this whole idea of mitzvahs, it's, it's not logical. It's not true. The Nevi'im obviously knew that it is true. They still ask, Right? What is man that you should look at him? He judges us. He judges us like he cares. In Cain. In We're not for the fact that Bershom revealed us in the Torah that that's not so. The Bershom is so exalted that there's no way that he could be commanding us anything. There's no concept of serving him because he's so beyond us that we're irrelevant. Okay. Now, and I'll take it a step further. Okay. Besides the, the, the distance, we know Kodesh Baruch Hu is, is, is a reality which exists independent of man. That, in a certain sense, almost makes it illogical that w- what we do makes a difference. Because if there's no impact on what we're doing, because Russia remains totally the same whether we do it or not, so why should he care? Okay. The fish im kein namin should gispel mitzad maseno. By saying that we have to be over him, what we're saying that the Bershom is affected by whether we are over him or not. That's not true. But these things which play a role, they understood the, the, the role, how they played in bringing down Lashpo to the world. So that's where we should put our focus. We believe that this is the truth. As a matter of fact, that, that's greater honor to Hashem to believe that he's beyond us and he's uninterested than to say the Russian was interested in the, it, it's almost like cheapening him and bringing him down to our level. The Russian, God cares if we said, we, we said a bracha would come on or not. Like, like he's insulted. Like the, the whole, you're almost insulting him, as it were, by saying that the mitzvahs make a difference. And it's COVID the other way. He's a, he's a, you know, you'll be exhausted from talking to the guy. The guy who thinks that God cares. Like, you know, He's such a simpleton that like, you know, we waste your time to talk to him. So that's why we had to hear them directly from God. Meshavenu couldn't be the intermediary for these two mitzvahs. Because it's not going to work. We need to hear this directly from God. I'm interested in you. And that's why the Morris says that all the mitzvahs except for everything else, Meshavenu was, was the intermediary. He was a shliach. But for the first two, the Russian said directly to us himself. Okay, well, Derek Marshall. An example of this concept would be the following: One of the the, the, the highest appointed officers of of the of the country, 
He tells him to do something which we feel larger dictates it's an insult to the king. We shouldn't trust him. It doesn't sound right. He's telling me to do something which is an insult to the king. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't listen to you for that. But it, the, you're the most trusted advisor. I don't know. But I, good, good question, but I'm not comfortable with listen, listening to you because it's an insult to the king. I'm on the Shiva, I will answer him. I'm sorry, we're not going to listen to you. If, if the king says it, I, I, I got to do it. Until then, I, have no, I can't do this. I can't do something which I believe is insulting to the king. I, I have no problem believing you everything else that he says, which is not an insult to the king. But this idea that it should be something insulting to the king, I should listen to that. I can't trust him. I, I can't, I can't I, I'm not going to be comfortable with it. Moshe Benu cannot be the, the vehicle to tell us to do something which is seemingly is an insult to Kodesh Baruch Hu. This is the exact same thing by these two mitzvahs. This is what the Raman said in the Sefer Murrah. It's almost the opposite. The Raman writes, Shapirish, Anachal Yilachal Bifir Gurishmanu, these two concepts, the Russian exists and he's only one. You can figure that out ourselves. So there's no mile of hearing it from Moshe because I only need a novel to give me something which I can't figure out. But but some which I can hear myself, I don't need to hear from the Navi, so there's no reason to give it through Moshe Rabbeinu. You give, the Russian could have said it straight, because we can figure, we'll all figure it out ourselves. That's why Mr. Rama goes the exact opposite direction of what the, what the, the Ram is saying. Or the Ram is saying is going the opposite direction of the Ram. He says the reason why the Russian said those two is because in the world of Mishpatim, to some extent, I don't really need a Navi. Okay? Shardibur is to the Ramam says that the but the, the other mitzvahs are along the lines of the things which are makabalas. We need to receive them through a makabala. We're not going to figure them out. They're not muskalas. We're not going to obviously understand them ourselves. So that there's there's a, a mila of going to a, as opposed. So the Ramam is focusing not so much on, on the brush of talking as opposed to. Us being equal to Moshe. Can I be equal to Moshe Rabbeinu? So the answer is yes and no. Something which is obviously like to say, it's, it's obvious to any individual, logically, Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't understand it better than me. Because it's totally compelling logically. So from that vantage point, there's no mile of Moshe Rabbeinu saying, but he, he doesn't know anything about, about it more than me. But something which I cannot figure out in my own logic I have to get it from a Kabbalah, so having the, the, the smartest person in the world be the one to say it, or the closest one to Kodesh Baruch one to say it, is a Milo. Because he gets it better than me, and he can then pass it on to me and explain it, etc. But to explain to me that, you know, you should know, I, God came and told me that there's something called day and night. I don't need God to tell you, say, I can feel it myself, I don't need Moshe Rabbeinu to tell me there's day and night. Right? So, as it were, there was no need for even the simpleton can accept such a concept. So that's what the Ramah says. The Ramah is looking at some, more at the end of the, receive, the receiver. He's saying that it's, the first two minutes is we were equal to Moshe. Don't shout the equal to Moshe. We all heard it together because any person could, could really get it. We didn't need a major revelation for that. And the, the Ran is saying, no, 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 no. The, the reason why the first two are said directly with Kosh is you need a major revelation for that. Everything else is going to be, everything else is going to build on that. Once we are convinced that Kosh Baruch was interested in our mitzvahs, so now Moshe Benu can be the shit to give us the mitzvahs. But until I, until I make that foundation, it's not shayach. The Ramam's words and my words are two ends, two total opposites. Now, 
Rahman's the first mitzvah is to believe in that Hashem exists. He disagrees with that whole thing. He's not commanding it, he's saying it's a fact. There's no reason to command it. The the main problem of the of the Razor was that they have an intermediary. So it wasn't the same, it wasn't one, is that they're intermediaries. So that's the problem. We're 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 removing that mistake by commanding the Shem as one. Like that's not the point. Okay. So that's the approach of the run. I think the fascinating it's a very compelling thought process that um, we needed Rishus to, to have a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch And we needed to hear that from him directly because nobody else, could, we can't really trust anybody else in that respect. We, we wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be allowed to. Like, I, I can't, I, 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 my, my, my cover for the Melch is Makai me not to listen to the, to the officer to the minister, when he says the, 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 you know, the king wants you to go right now and do something which is insulting to him. So, the whole idea of religion with Kodesh Baruch was insulting. So over there, some things are logical, some things are not logical, some things are insulting, some things are not insulting. Over here, everything is insulting. But yet, by definition, everything is insulting. So the Kodesh Baruch says do it. Yeah? So how do you listen to a Navi at all, then? According to Ron. Right. Well, the, the, now that you have in, that the Russian told us directly that he wants a relationship and he does care about what we, what we do. Right. So now when he sends a shliach to tell me what to do, I, I trust him. You trust a shliach, though. You're correct. Yes, he said that. The, the, the Ron's point is the, the, the marshal and nimshal are not perfect. But the case of the marshal, the, the king, right, for argument's sake, there are exit, we, we'd say, that, let's say there's a hundred things that we've heard the king wants us to do or not do, you know, 50 pounds or 50 negative, I don't care what number you make it, right? In the kingdom. Most of them are going to be logical, but the king wants that. Right. Right? Then there's this new thing that comes and says, you know, we want, he wants us to do something. You know, every time you walk, you walk by the statue of the king, he's supposed to spit at it. Ah. Right? I, I, I'm sorry. And who told me? The, the highest minister in the country told me that. I, said, I don't believe it. The king said that. I, I can't. I'm not, I'm not allowed to insult the king's statue based on what he... What the, 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 now, so the, the Ron says the same idea that that Rabbeinu should come and tell me the Russian said that he, we should serve him. If, if, I, if I accept the premise that the idea of serving Kodesh Baruch is insulting. Because the idea that the amoeba should walk around and give praise to Ellie Reingold that the answer to the answer is it's not a covenant, it's, it's, it's an insult. Right. I mean, what you're saying is that I care about what ants do. The ant is saying to me, you know, either, either the ant has a big bagaiva <laughs> or he has no respect for me. Right? That's what, that, that, so, so the Russian comes and tells me, you know, do this, do that. The Russian, the Russian cares what I do. The Russian doesn't care what I do. He does care. He's so lowly, he's willing to be, you know, worry about what I do. That's insulting. So, whereas by the king, 90% of the mitzvahs that he commands are logical to me. Over here, not one is logical. Nothing is logical. Everything is an insult. Right. Anything I'm, until you, with the Russian clarity, says, listen, I'm telling you, I do care about what you do. It is important to me. And I do want a relationship with you. Okay, now. Now that that's established, nothing's an insult. So now the Nobi can tell me what X, Y, and Z. You know, the Mershabeinu, the Nobi, etc. Okay, that's one thought. It's just it's a it's like a it's a it's a compelling thought. It's a logical thought. It's not how you usually approach it. And that's why it's just like it's a beautiful way to to open up the. You know, we spoke about it in the idea of Darwin to Kodesh is an you know is a tremendous expression of his chesed to us. That he wants to hear from us, because really, like, why? Why should he care about what we do? Hear from 
that shows his love. So what really is happening over here is that the Rosh is saying, yes, it is totally beneath me, but I care about you so much that I, that I, want, I, I do want this relationship. So it's a statement of love. Let's go back to the first page. Um, um, so he brings a Gemara Chagiga, and this is also, I think, the round. Yeah. The both different drosh. So the, the article translated now the the, the drosh is around. The round we have from the round we have we have four, thir- 12, 14 drushes. They're numbered one through twelve, I recall correctly, but there's like two the drushes like he gave the same drush in different words at different times. It's based on the same ideas. So they, they put that separately. So they translated I think one through five in the volume one of the art sort of put out now the drushes around. So the, the Joseph Ram is like he went through a lot of ba- ba- major concepts in the Yisodas in these, 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 you know, memorum that he gave, the drushas that he gave. Um, it's a major Ashkapa saver, so, but this happens to be, this one is in, is in Drushri, the other one we just saw was in is Drush, Tashi. Tarsal doesn't have it available yet. A year from now, maybe you won't need me anymore, but, then, but for, for now, you're still stuck with me. Okay. Give us Rapparash. Rehearsed is available in English. You don't need me to rehearse. In German, like English. <laughs> okay. Joshua Zoran. Vamra Oy. So there's more Chagiga. Valay Asupas, Elotimene Chachamim, Shiyashim, Asupas, Asupas. They sit together as groups. Based on the Pasuk, Kagalus. Halalam Matamim, Halalam Matarim. Halalam Paisim, Halalam Machshirim. Halalam Oisim, Halalam Matirim. They're always arguing, right? If they're arguing, so the one who's right is the Torah, the one who's wrong is not the Torah. So how am I supposed to learn Torah if I don't know which one is right? The Pasuk continues, it says they're all given from one Raya. So Moshe presented everything from the words of HaKadosh Baruch Okay. Um, and it says, So the Maisa, the Psak is Tomei. The guy said Tor. He said Tor. Maisa Psak is Tomei. It was also given me Sinai. So what does that mean? The Russian gave me Sinai, the Tzad, not the other Tzad. So what does that mean? What, is it, what is this Gemara saying? Right. Um, now, the, the Gemara doesn't mean to say you have a person who's not knowledgeable at all and he has no background in, in, in how to learn. Because well, I think the Gemara means this or the halach is it. You know, like, that wasn't like in Menasina. Right? That's just that's just this guy's making up. You know, they call it a book for You know, right. To me, it seems right. Okay. And science, you wouldn't even accept that. So why should I accept that on Torah? Right? Because I, I, I can't believe a God would say that. Okay, so, so you have a problem with Ramuna. Right? For sure he meant this. Okay, you know. You have direct line to God. That's good. Because I'll say nowadays that the Nebuah belongs to women, Shaitim, and Katanim. So pick your choice which one you want to be. Nowadays you get a choice, two out of the three you can choose. <laughs> Um, so what's pshat? Mzayin tzarchiyun. Ech nermer sheshtek kitus hamachloikus nermer lemoshem yipiagvur. What do I mean? The brushim heard both sides. Okay, moshem heard both sides. Hinei shamay v'hilol nechleku. For example, Mishnah says that shamay and hilol had an argument. Shamay and hilol themselves had um, four arguments only. Whatever else they agreed on, there's four places in the Torah where they disagreed. One of them is already the issue of smicha on a behema and on yomtiv, which is already an argument of Shmai of Talion. It was already the, the zugos already were having this argument already from beginning of, almost the beginning of Barashani. But they had three more machlokos. So one of the machlokos was how much 
of a, a mixture of dough do you need to create to be chayv in the mitzvah chal? So shami armer mikav chal, hil armer mikabayim. Okay, so kav says you have one kav's worth of flour, and you make it, and you add, and you add the water, you chayv and chal. The hill says no, it has to be two kav. Now we actually pass in like neither of them. Okay. It's five fourths, so it's a little more than Shammai, a little less than the hill. Now, one is right, one is wrong. What do you mean the Russian said, said both? Russian, listen, you know, could be a guy of this way, could be a guy of that way, you know, whatever, it's not so important to have it precise, you know. Doesn't sound right. What does it mean like this? He says by the Luchas, everything is on it. So more says in the context of Mikra Megillah that Mashabena was shown by Baruch everything which is going to be developed, including Mikra Megillah. So more says they took a from that which they're 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 trying to clarify the points. So the dictation of the dakius of the the, the the very very fine points that they were discussing it doesn't mean lashon of diktuk of grammar. showed everything to Moshe. So what does that mean? Russian everything to Moshe. So Moshe Ben said, "Listen, you know, there's going to be a story like this, a story like that." Uh, she took like this, she took like that. Like, Rosh Hashanah was given the decision already, so then why should we respect the guy later on who get, picks the wrong side? And why is it important that Rosh should be shown this thing anyway? Now, he says like this, Rosh was given all of the possibilities without a final decision. He was given a way to decide. He was given mitzvahs of the Torah, which tell us that we follow the words of the Chachamim. The Chachamim decide things based on Rav. They were given Klolim how to decide. They can decide. They were given the ability to decide. You go to your leader in that generation. They have a right to decide. Even the early generations might have been greater. If a Bezin makes a Takana, later Bezin can't rescind it unless they're greater. Right. But if, if, if a Bezin, early Bezin, presents two possibilities, the later generation can decide. Matter of fact, even if, they, if the two, early generation makes a decision in Psaac, right, later Bezin can, can decide otherwise. They can't be a Vatal Takana of earlier Bezin. If they're arguing Pshat and Posik, and they, they, they came to Achro, the Rav said that. Shad A is right. The next generation, the Chalman can come along and say, We hope Shad B is right, if they wanted to. And we follow the Chalman whether they were right, quote unquote, right or wrong. The more it's a story with Rebeliezer and his Machalikas with the Chalman. She so said, it's not up to God anymore. So they have this machlokes, and Rabbi Yehuda says, you know, if I'm right, so the let the brook prove it. So the, the more says that the brook started running the other direction. Okay, he said, you know, can't be right in brooks. If I'm right, so. Um, what was, this? There was, this, there was the third case? Was he's I'm right to let the Kesef Yisrael Yechiyev let the walls prove it? 
So the wall started caving in. On the Chachamim. So Yeshua got up and says, excuse me, you have no right to get involved in our fight. Please, walls, go back to where you came from. Right? So the Morris says that the walls didn't go back because it was covered with the they didn't go back. They didn't fall because of the covenant of Yeshua. And they stayed like, you know, like this. <laughs> then, uh, says, I'm right, I've got a boss call from Shemaim. Boss comes out from Shemaim. What do you want from Elias? He's always right. So Yeshua says, Lebe Shemaim. Send up to God. Send up to the heavens. Okay. What does it mean? Karnitna Lamoisha al Harsinai because of my Akharam Lahatis. And he wrote, Kulam Shirbal Yazum Maskim al Amas Yasumiam. He had good rayas. He had these clearly extraordinary things happening to prove that he's right. They didn't, they didn't budge. Our responsibility is to paskin based on we understand what the Torah is saying. That's our responsibility. And if they would be matayer, they'd be over the Torah. I'm going to put a lot of words into the run. Maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. There's Ramchal. Ramchal in, in um, his introduction to Sefer, the, the, the Rizal, we have Sefer the Rizal called Itzchayim. That's the primary Sefer we have from the, the Kisei Rizal. It's written by Ramchal Vital, who things that he heard from the Rizal. The Rizal didn't write it. Ramchal Vital wrote it. It's called Kisei Rizal. So the Ramchal wrote a sefer Derech Eitzchayim, which is introduction to Eitzchayim. So before you learn Eitzchayim, you should learn Derech Eitzchayim. That's you know, you, you, that's the tree, and this is the, the road to the tree, right? You know, right? Very nice, you know. So one of the many sermons that the Ramchal wrote was Derech Eitzchayim. So a lot of it is, you know, some of it is Kabbalistic. Obviously, it's, it's introduction to Eitzchayim of the, the Rizal. But over there, he says a fascinating thing. The way he understands what happens when you learn and you don't understand a piece of Gemara. So, you don't understand something in Torah. He says that the Russian Step back. Is that I had a conversation once with a, with a guy who wasn't from yet. He's from that Baruch Hashem. Um, and he argued that man has an intuition and, 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 a, and a logical grasp of right and wrong. Because you see that many things in the Torah, we know man can figure out himself. So, you know, I should just trust my intuition, right and wrong, etc. So I said, let's start from the vantage point of the belief in creation. So, God made man like that. God did not have to make man like that. God can make man any way he wants. So Hashem made man that we logically intuit the concept of the Torah. So Ramchal says, yes, because if there's a mitzvah to learn Torah, it would be very stupid to give us a mind which doesn't understand Torah. Right? The most logical thing the person is going to do is he says, listen, I want you to take this instrument and apply it to this. So let's make them so different that they don't fit at all together. They don't no connection. So the Russian made our minds that it understands Torah. So, so what happens when we're not understanding something? So he says, there's a klipa which is preventing understanding. There's a concept in Kabbalistic that there's, that, that there's this blockage which prevents it. Okay, without getting involved in the details. He says, and what happens when you work through the sugya? You, you have your, they call it the Havanya, right? You push yourself to understand it. He says, what you're really doing is breaking the blockage which exists in between, and then the natural state of being of the mind understanding will come into, into, into play. So through tzfila, you dive in the Russian, should help you understand 
And through the working, you break through this blockage. But then the natural state is that this and this connect because they're made to fit together. Now, obviously, you know, the child is born, he has, he has a brain, but he, doesn't, he needs training. Right? So, yes, when, when, when he's trained how to use his mind, you'll say, wow, it wasn't there intrinsically in the mind. It was all just, no, the, the mind can be, can, can follow certain patterns and do certain things. That's part of the training of what a mind is supposed to do. Again, I live in a world where the Russian created the world, and he set up the world like that. So yes, and it's, it's, I need to have my mind trained to think logically. If I live in a society where everybody does things that which are illogical, I'm not going to understand the Torah. Right. right? So, but, but the Chachamim who t- took upon themselves to train, to understand the words of the Torah, the Barshim made their minds part of the vehicle in the scene of the Torah. So the scene of the Torah isn't a one-time event in the sense that the Russian gave the words. The Russian gave the words, and our job is to continue to, to receive those words again and again and again through all the generations. So we sat down and we used the mind the Russian gave me, as he told me to do, to work to understand what the Torah is saying. That is exactly what the Russian wants me to do. Now, three generations back, they came up with a different result. That's what Russia wanted them to do. So there's this vort in the, in the, in the, in the Torah, which we only, the the the, the Chachma figured it out. So what's your shot? It wasn't supposed to be in his gala, and given, that message of the Torah wasn't supposed to be given over to the early generation. This generation needed that message. The early generation would, would not understand the message, would misuse the message. Right? So the Bershom has... He's so the the the, the, the Ramban says um, that the reason why the Sanhedrin sat next to the Mishkan because the Mishkan represents Matan Torah because there's a lot of parallels between the the, the Mishkan and the Matan Torah and the Sanhedrin is an and the Torah is an ongoing reality the Sanhedrin is going to be the ones who are going to interpret the words of the Torah and give it over to the to call Yisrael need to be by, by, be, be by Harsinai. So the Sanhedrin had to be placed next to the Mishkan. It's Ramban beginning Hakdama to Parsin Mishpata. So the Barsham, for whatever reason, right, there's, there's, a, there's a Ramban, and, and, and I mentioned this Ramban of Muhammad Hashem, just recently, like last year or so, um, the Rabban says that the Galas of Torah that there's no there's no more there's no final proof. The Galas of Torah is in, indicated by the fact that there's no final proof. Like you have a Gemara, you know, and you have a Rishon that touches the Gemara, and everybody gives it to them, and all of a sudden comes along the Shach and says it's not Pshat in the Gemara because they had a Raya like that. Well, you know, like you know. Three hundred years, we assume that's the pshat. But the shach chapter, there's another, there's other stage. Then twenty years later comes, you know, the, the pnei says, ah, shach, you must later come. You know, we keep going again and again and again. You're regurgitating the same thing again and again. Like make up your mind already. Just get a final proof, right? So God there's no final proof. So why is that godless? In science, the godless is that you can come to the final, final reality, the the, the clarity, right? Right. The guy says, you know, I think it might mean this, but it might mean that. Well, so, okay, which one is it? Do, do it, find, figure out an experiment and prove it. Okay, we figured out an experiment and we proved it. Yeah, but you know, you never know. Maybe one day we'll figure out, like, well, so your experiment wasn't a good experiment. Find an experiment which is foolproof. Right? But over here, there's no, there's nothing that's foolproof. There's no thing that's chalkin proof, better. Right? <laughs> there's foolproof. There's no, not chalkin proof. Right? What's the pshat? So the way I understand this Ramban is Torah's alive. It adapts and addresses different situations. And the Bershom gave a, a document, gave a, a body of knowledge 
which will address every single situation which will come up. And the, how is that going to happen? If he just made it as, as something which is static, it's not going to work. Version made it something which it's it's the chachamim are an integral part of the sinas atara because they're the ones going to be on the ground in that generation, thirty generations hence after Mount Tara, We're going to say, okay, now the message of the Torah for this generation is X, and now forty generations later, you know, another ten generations later, the message of that same pasuk is Y. Because that's the message that needs to be given that. So Torah Badafka is something which, because it's, it's something which is adaptable to every situation, it cannot be finalized. Because there's always something more that could be there for the next situation. But it, it lends itself to Machlaikas. Therefore, there's going to be different people who have different minds and different ways of seeing things. We'll see different messages there. That's all part of the greatness of the Torah, that it, it could talk to every single person. Right? The scientists, I, I need to, a certain sense, to, to, everybody has to look at it one way, and that's it. And you find once in a while what happens, in the world of science, there's this like outlier type of a scientist who says, let's look at it from a brand new perspective, and he sees a whole thing everybody else missed. Right? Well, that's what we do in the Torah all the time. So science is much as what Newtonian physics. I mean, I'm not, I'm not more governed than any of this stuff, right? But, like, you know, but like, like everybody assumed. I mean, Newton was, you know, it was, was, was a genius. And the ideas he developed were, were phenomenal. The clarity, etc. But just certain things didn't fit. So the answer is we, we'd have to find an answer to the question how it doesn't fit. So sometimes I'm like, one second, let's re, re- look at the, the, the certain elements which that's not the way you're supposed to understand it. So all of a sudden, the moifes of science is not, it's not, it's a straitjacket. It's a myla, it's also chasar. So Ramban says that we, Torah does not have that. Torah is so big that it can address everything. It's because it, it's not a straight, it doesn't have a straitjacket. So the, Yeshua says, we learned the Torah as you told me to do. We did everything you're supposed to do. And we came up with that the psak is Tome. So that's the psak. That's what you told us to do. And we were passing the Torah. We're going against what the Torah told us to do, what you told us to do. And the merchant said that what, what, they found the Leo and they asked him, what did he say? And they said, it's my, 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 my children have beat me. In other words, before it means it was a test. Are you going to cave? Or are you going to re- recognize that, that you know, and when you would have caved, you're doing an Avera. <coughs> That's not, the TV Atari is to use, obviously, you have to be trained right. right? The guy, you know, if you're, assuming that you're trained right, and you did your due diligence, this was the message you were supposed to get. And, that, and you have to, if you don't trust that, we don't, we, we're, 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 we're up the creek. So Bershom gave me this, 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 this document which is adaptable to everything. But how do we know that the guy who's, who's, who's interpreting it is, knows what he's doing? Well, maybe I got it right, maybe I got it wrong. So I, what am I supposed to do then? How can I ever trust anything? So the answer is, no, no, no. Assuming he meets the criteria of what he, of the, that he's, he meets of that person who's, who's, who has the right to do this, what he comes up with is what God wanted him to come up with, by definition. Because if that wouldn't be what the, the answer, I can never trust any chacham anything he says. I have to, I have to, go, I have to listen, I, I hear what you're saying, but I need to know myself personally. Because maybe there's another one in the Pasuk. How do you got the right shot? Well, I, I, have, I have checked up all the criteria of meeting the, 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 the criteria of being a person who has a, a, a body of people or a person who has a right to interpret Torah. I'm the I'm the Tana of Yeshua. I've done my due diligence, whatever that's supposed to mean. So now we, as the as the Chacham of the door, came up with this is what the pasuk means. That's what it means. Well, Shemayim says it means differently. It's irrelevant because if it's relevant, it's not that that one story is no good. The whole foundation of everything falls apart. You don't see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, but I have a little problem with it. I don't blame you. I, I also do. <laughs>
Uh, so what do you do when the rabbi's wrong? Well, what do you do when the rabbi disagrees with another modern rabbi? Suppose I put two rabbis. They disagree. So do you trust who? He's wrong according to I got Rabbi A says it's kosher, Rabbi B says it's treif. So, is it kosher or treif? I mean, should I not eat it? Should I eat it? Maybe I'm missing out by not eating it. So that's, you definitely are. But uh, <laughs> no, what, what, it's, it's a very good question. And that's why, that's why I prefaced we need to say that we've, we've, you know, the, the concept he's dealing with over here is clearly talking about people who have checked off the boxes. They have credentials. They have the credentials. Now, do, how, do we, how do I know nowadays who that person is? Who are those people are? Or are those such people? You know, and yes, we live in a generation where there's, where there's machloikas. Now, Bisman Chazal, they had a final hachroah. We don't ha- live in a world with this final hakra. Bizan Khazal there was a Sanhedrin still. Sanhedrin had a right to go to 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 count and make a decision. And that's a binding decision now. We don't have that reality in our but, but nowadays. So how does this concept transfer to nowadays? It's a good question. But but, but, but conceptually, the other option is is worse. That's what I'm saying. Right. Because then I, then I, I can't trust either rabbi. Because what do you mean credentials? There's no thing as credentials. Right? If any, the fact that if the term means A, the fact that your mind says that it means A is irrelevant because human beings have no right to decide what God means. So you think that you use, use the only vehicle that you have to figure it out, which is your mind. And your mind has no right to figure out what God meant. So then what's supposed to happen now? So clearly... The Russian is relying on the fact that our minds will come up with the right answer. Now, what do you think we have two different answers? It's a good question. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't undermine the premise of what he's saying. But even then, Hillel and Shammai were the same generation, and they were both considered to be... Right. Right. Saying so well, within the generation. Saying within the generation means... So even though what it means is both of them were valid ways of looking at the, the Pusik. And all that was included... Now, there's. It's not to be applied to today. I'm saying, even though there was Akhrat, still we treated Ihila and Shammai both as being. The question is credentials. So they once asked Ramersh for Feinstein, you know, they once, they once he, he granted an interview to some interviewer for some secular newspaper. And they're trying to understand this phenomenon called Ramersh Feinstein. That's clear, everybody had tremendous deference to him. People argued with him at different times. They tried this deference to him. Like, so he's like the chief rabbi. So who elected him? <laughs> like, that was the question. I believe that. I think I heard this. What? Like, I heard this. Because right, right. it, it, in, in the secular mind, how does this work? Right. So he said, you know, so how did you, he says, you know, somebody asked me a question and I wrote a response and I explained. And people read it and they liked it. I did a second time. People read it and they liked it. And eventually, Got to the point where people like what I'm writing, so that's why people listen to me. Right? There was a merchant in his response. You know, if it wouldn't if it would have been me responding, not Ramersha, right? It's not just it's that idea, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. The greatest intelligent people of the generation in Torah have read through his works time and time and again, and they see the compelling argument that he reads the Torah right. So that's why we trust him, that he's, he's pulling out the real message. Why do we trust him more than Rabbi X? Right? It's a fair question. I think I told you, was that the, oh, I think I told you the, the, um, the line from Huttner about the Ertzim Forshay Talmud. I told you that. Oh, so Forshay Talmud came out. It's, it's a phenomenal work. They, they took all of these, these, these works, which are some of them are obscure and not available, etc. And they synthesized this, you know, amalgamated into this work of an, each piece of Gomorrah, all the questions which they, that were, have been discussed, over a thousand different swarim, and what the answers are. And they, they, they sort of like you know, try and condense it, you know, these six swarm all ask the same, fairly similar question, they give answers A, B, and C. So, Rav Huttner said about it. Now, Rav Huttner was the, it was put up in Machon Yerushalayim. Rav Huttner was the Nsiya He was honorary president of Machon Yerushalayim. 
but that didn't prevent him from saying what was on his mind because that was a Hutner. So Hutner said the following. He said, when you first make wine, after you crush it, you put it in the barrel, it's it's not clear. There's, there's all this, you know, sediment which is which is suspended in it. Over a period of time, the sediment goes to the bottom, you have this nice clear wine on top. Somebody comes and he stirs up the bottom, stirs up the thing, and all the sediment rises up to the top again. He says, there's thousands of sermons that have been written. And there's tremendous Yudachal which have been learning Torah for generations. And at a certain point in time, certain swarms fell to the bottom. And certain swarms didn't. The, the, the generation of the generation of the, the, the greatest in Talmud are learning the Ksoyis again. Generation of the generation. Why? Because we recognize that the Ksoyis has something which is really right over here. And say for Nachla's barrel, nobody's learning. You know Why? Because it's not available. Because it's obscure. No, because nobody wants to learn Nachal's barrel because it's, it's not right. You know? You know? Because in his generation, people looked at him and said, Nisht. Then he's like, let's try it again. Bite the Nisht. Because now they came and they went into the barrel and they went and stood it all up and put Nachal's barrel together with the, with the Xois. That's what he said about it. It's a good notion. Right. No, no, the, the, the point is obviously that, well, what do you do if the, the only saver who asked the question was Nachas Beryl? Okay. So, Barkham Nachas Beryl asked the question. He gave an answer. You can decide yourself whether you like it or not. But, you know, to put it on the same footing as the Ksois and the Rikveger and the Nasibis, the Pene Yeshua, and Nachas Shmerel and Beryl, you know, like, you know, like, you know, you know, like. <laughs> that, was, that was what he said. It's so insightful. It's so remote. <laughs> but. There's a reason why certain swarm, like, uh, there's people who are spending hours and days and years, and, 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 you know, of their life looking at these things again and again and again. Not one, not two, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And they're all saying this safer is on the pedestal because they really see that there's a tremendous power of understanding over here. That's compelling. And I'm not talking about, you know, people are... And, and we, where we learn, we, we say, oh, he said it, therefore it must be right. Well, that's not how we learn. We fight, we argue, we challenge. And not, not dull people either. Some pretty smart people out there doing this, right? Recently, somebody asked me a question about what, what, my, what my opinion about the Tchelis is. So I said, I never, I never really went through the Sukkot of Tchelis. My Rebbeim didn't do Tchelis, and I never went through the Sukkot of Tchelis. That's where I'm at right now. So shortly after, he put a kuntras on my on my shtender about tchelus, because <laughs> he believes in tchelus and he wants me to believe in tchelus. He wants me to pass it. So I said to him afterwards, I says, "If you want me to really pass him about tchelus, I need two kuntras." One which says why tchelus is right, one which says it's wrong. Then I can go through and I can weigh the, the arguments and I can make a decision. <laughs> but reading a kuntras says I'm right because A, B, and C is not what I need to hear. But maybe there's another argument. I want to. I, I need to weigh it myself and see the two started, right? So now, if that quote is written by somebody that I have tremendous awe and respect from, okay, so I might you know accept it even though I don't just see all the the other side. But it's not an average guy, some hechadesi, that I should feel his argument is compelling. Okay, I'm in, you know in a position of that I decide halachic issues within a small contingency. So I'm taking this authority in a very, very small way. Right? The Marsha Feinstein was taking it for a larger contingency. He was taking that, 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 this authority further. Now, what do you do with somebody argue the Titsali says, Rasat Marav said that the Marsha was wrong on this side. He has, also has the right to say that. So now, what do you do? That's a harder question. So how do you, how do you, how do you know what to follow? Right? So Hillel's saying this, and Shama's saying that. So what do we do? Right, this question is not a new question, right? So the Moor says that the, that the argument of Asmicha on the, on the Korban on Yom Tov, the Moor said that that argument lasted for all five generations of the Zugas. It's like, yes, when you ask, Yisraelim, yes, when you ask, Yisraelim, they argued about it. Shemen Shotach, and Itarbeli, they argued about it. So you had the two greatest leaders of the generation arguing, and the Moor said they cannot come to a final decision. So what do we do? So I come to Yisimikdash and I bring my carpet. There's a mitzvah in the Torah to do smicha. Right? So if it's a mitzvah to do it. If you hold a touch on your mitzvah, you don't have to do it. I'm not allowed to do it. 
See that mechayv do it or it's aser. It's like you know. Well, you know, just be machmer. There's no machmer over here. So what do we do in the ma'isa? The more never says never says what we did in the ma'isa. No, it's a fascinating question. So what do you do? So that's where we have this concept of if you know within the within a in, historically you know within within a small area you had one usually you had one rav and you had you had a bezdin you had an av bezdin. And that what the community was expected to follow that psak. The more says Adarab, it was usher to have multiple arguments within one bezin. That's the Isra of Lashis We don't want the, this disagreement. Which is why the before she explained that the idea of Akram of means that if we don't put a system of making a decision, we're gonna end up with multiple Turks. Right? So now what do you do if, you know, we live in a society which is, you know, this is like one of my animals pet peeves that they should be calling people rabbis who didn't have smicha. My animal was adamant. So you have a person who's a rabbi in yeshiva, he's been you know, teaching yeshiva for 10 years, he never took the smicha with him. Reb. Not rabbi. Right. He says, because if you haven't been authorized, you shouldn't be passing the as soon as you put your name rabbi in front of, in front of your name, people can ask you Allah Right? And you shouldn't be asking answering because you have not been you don't have the credentials. Right? The argument the the, the argument goes back, he says, you know, he says the tells they were mocked on that. Now my days and tells they were not mocked on that. Because we live in a society where Rabbi Sally is Rabbi Sally. And I've been learning for 10, 15 years in Carlo. I'm, I'm, I'm Reb. Who are you? I'm, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Reingold. But she's Rabbi Sally. You know, you know. Like, so in our society, you know, it, what, so we go to the hospital to visit. You know, she gets clergy, and I don't. So as soon as you got get married, and we joined the Carlo. When those days about age 24, 25, you've been sitting and learning post high school for eight years. You got the title Rabbi. Harav needed smicha. So I told her, you know, it's different. It's different now. No. Not not budging. It says that if you're, if you're really worried about it, I have a problem the other way. So what's the smicha mechanon nowadays? Smicha in Europe was was on all was on was on all Smicha mechanon nowadays is on is on forty simonim. Chavos Chaim has a has a bigger smicha mechanon. Chavos Chaim yeshiva has a smicha mechanon which is about about ninety simonim. There's eighteen eighteen hundred simonim in shulchanar. Okay, so now I'm a rabbi. So the person was telling me, oh, I hear you got smicha. I have a question for you on Hitler Shabbos. I never went to Shabbos. I have a question on Hitler's Yomta. I never learned that either. What about Hitler's Avelis? They didn't touch that one either. So why you as a program, they, they give you a smattering of everything. I've listened to the Shur. They're, they're very nice, but you, know, you can't pass them you know, from that. You know, it, it gives you a background. Well, you know, so the Ravana said, but once you, people have a thought of you're embarrassed to say you don't know. Well, right, I agree with that. So what's supposed to happen with the guy who has dozens of titles? Uh, deservedly so. He also is embarrassed not to say no. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Hitler Shabbos. So I said, we haven't solved the problem. Maybe you, maybe you watered it down a little bit, but you haven't solved the problem. Rebarak Sarasim Tzal never had smicha. He gave the Yerodei Bechinus and tells. Smicha means you took a test on it. He never took a test on it. He... He learned everything because it's it's part of Torah. What part of Torah did he not, did he not learn? He knew everything. The man was an absolute ilui. Out of all of the Roshivas, he was the biggest ilui. Right? He knew he, he he knew everything. And when he was in the mood of telling you why you were wrong, he would throw all the calls at you. At, you know, bring you the most obscure svar, you know, Madrash Chazal, you know, it's, it's, you know, says not like you. You know, there's a mechel to the Rishim Yechai says like, and you know, he he wanted throw everything, he'd throw everything at you. Like, you know. But he but he never got smicha, but he couldn't pass him a shayla because he got smicha. It, it, yes, there was a takana that a person never get, never took, get, never authorized shouldn't pass him a shayla. That the kind of existed. Okay, it's, it's about four hundred years old. Because before that, what happened? A guy would come to the community. He says, "I'm a rabbi. I'm passing childless. Who said he was? Who's going to test him? That Morris going to test him? You know, it's good business. You know. So they made it. They made it to kind of, You can't pass him without smicha. But 
it's a takana. It's not, it's not intrinsic to the concept. But it is a way to somewhat say that you have credentials. The credentials aren't by smicha. That's very weak credentials. Because it's too easy to get smicha. It's too easy to get smicha. You know, nowadays, you, you, know, you, know, you know, I mean, it, it's not easy. It's hard work. It's, yeah, it's too small of what you need. It's, but but you, the, 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 the credentials are what Ramosha said. You start dealing with issue and issue and issue. And, issue and again and again and again, you seem to be hitting to the, on, on the mark. That's credentials. You know, but, but you're right. But, but is, is it credentials to the point that nobody can argue? Of course not. People are going to all the time. So what do you do the wise So in general, the Mahalik, which is given, you, if, you have, if you have a Rav, he's your conduit to, for you to find out what the right thing is. Now, if you have no Rav, it's very challenging. Nowadays, you have Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did pretty good to Google. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>